Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here, solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. Our new time slot, weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen live because you're working or you got something else going on, no need to worry. You can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, Search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new show is uploaded. And it's usually pretty quickly once the live show ends. You can also check it out, scoutfantasysports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aron88. And take advantage of this offer right now just for you guys who are listening. If you go to scoutfantasysports.com and you sign up, Using the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. And, you know, that'll take you through the start of fantasy baseball season. And then the content will be so good. Your draft will be sick. You'll be like, man, this team is ridiculous. That you'll want to join for the year. But take advantage and get that discount right now as we continue to churn out in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. He's one of the best high-stakes players around. He's an NFBC Hall of Famer. And he's on the grind, man. He's been doing this pretty much since uh, early January, diving deep into each team. And he has reached the National League. All the American League teams are done. You can get a free sample of the Red Sox and Orioles. See it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. You'll read it and be like, wow, this is pretty in-depth. This is really catching me up. And you'll know a lot more than you knew before. And that's always the goal when you're reading something is to kind of learn something new. You know, for me, even if I read something and I know a lot about it, if I could take away one stat or one thing that I learned, it's successful, you know? So that's what I try to do in the articles that I write. And you'll definitely learn more than one or two things from Sean's articles. And especially as you get refreshed here, because all of us do, you know, I know I did, you know, you kind of forget some things. And the way I get back into the groove is by doing these drafts uh, on my second NFC NFBC draft champions. Now thinking like round 44, round 45, it's a 50 round draft. So, you know, that's the way to get assimilated back into the mix, but these team outlooks are great as well. You know, a nice little snippet of each player and their history and what to expect for this year. So the latest one up is the Atlanta Braves. My latest article is a look at Whit Merrifield. And to me, he's a controversial player because some of the responses I'm getting on social media is some people think like he's great. Other people feel he's overvalued. So I give my thoughts in an article and uh, you could check that out right now because we saw him go in the second round of the FSTA draft. We also have seen him go, I think, 31 in the high stakes, at least 35 on Fantrax.com. So he is a player that you have to pay a high price tag for. Dr. Otto has an FSTA draft review 
And uh, I'm just taking a look at a bunch of different players that have changed teams. What does it mean for their fantasy value? Yasiel Puig, Sonny Gray, Nelson Cruz. So it's all part of our uh, fantasy baseball draft kit. You can click on that, see all the articles that are up, including auction league strategy for mixed leagues, NL, AL only. I mean, it's really good uh, from players that have had success in high stakes leagues, industry leagues. So uh, definitely check it out uh, as we are, are getting into February. Tomorrow is the first day of February. And uh, with the Super Bowl on Sunday, that's really when a lot of people are going to finally turn and shift their attention to fantasy baseball. And uh, we have a ton of articles up already that can help you dominate. You can also check us out, scoutdfs.com, NHL, PGA, NFL, and NBA, including optimizers and Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. Uh, if you use the promo code HOOPS50, you get 50% off your first month of NBA DFS. That does include the optimizer. And VegasWhispers.com, and we'll have uh, Frank Tadeo on from the site tomorrow to talk some player prop bets. He'll join us at 2.20 p.m. Eastern, giving away a couple of uh, college basketball bets over the last couple of days, and those have won. So you can follow them on Twitter at VegasWhispers, VegasWhispers.com, and see for yourself. I'll have Frank Stample from FNTSY join me. In the next segment, we'll talk some fantasy basketball with him. Lots going on in the NBA right now. I'll preview the night in NBA DFS coming up in the final segment. Uh, thought I'd give out some good picks yesterday. Uh, Dennis Smith, I mentioned. Uh, I used him, especially on Yahoo. He was 14 bucks in a great matchup against the Knicks, and he really came through. Uh, there was some disappointments, though, uh, uh, across the board. Uh, some good value. On the Pelicans, if you went in that direction with Darius Miller coming through once again, Drew Holiday got off to that slow start and then got it going uh, yesterday. Um, but uh, overall, uh, an okay night in the NBA. Terry Rozier came through um, for uh, the Celtics again in a spot start. Uh, but there were some blowouts yesterday. Uh, Jared Bayless was someone I mentioned, and he had a really good game with 19 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. Nikola Jokic was the guy to pay up for. He had a triple-double. Um, unfortunately, the Kings-Hawks was a little bit more of a blowout. I uh, expected more from that game. And uh, if you had waited around, uh, you saw that Yusuf Nurkic was out for Portland. You could have went in the direction of a, a Damian Lillard, who lit it up last night. 36 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. Uh, if you had him in your lineup last night, you made a lot of money. But let's uh, just look at some of the latest news going on. You know, the Bryce Harper story, I mean, just getting so sick of it. Just want this guy to sign already. And, you know, obviously that's been a big topic here is the lack of free agents joining MLB teams right now, especially with the two big names, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, still unsigned. But according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the Padres are going to meet with Bryce Harper tonight in Las Vegas and it's expected to include ownership representatives for San Diego. So we've heard about a dark horse team. Uh, it, it would be crazy. I mean, who would have thought that if Bryce Harper goes to the Padres? So we'll just have to wait and see what's going on. And supposedly Harper has met with a recent uh, few clubs in recent days and sometimes second and third meetings. And I think we're all sick of it at this point. We just want to see him sign with the team. I don't, well, obviously, you know, we know that that park in San Diego is not great for uh, hitters. Harper has that elite power that it shouldn't matter. I don't think it's really affected his draft status so far. We have seen Harper continuously go, though, in the second round, probably early second round. And he is one of those players where 
there's mixed uh, thoughts on Harper. I think there's a lot of people who just don't want to draft him because they say, yes, the talent is there, but this guy has really produced first-round value in one year. Uh, the injuries were a factor. He hasn't really been banged up, though, the last few years. You know, Three of the last four years, he's played at least 147 games. He played 159 last year, still just 26 years old. I, I don't mind taking him in the second round if he's there. Uh, I probably would not take him in the first at this point. Uh, just because of the unreliability there. You know, okay, two years of 30-plus home runs. Last year was the first year he had 100 RBIs in his career. Now, he did have 99 in 2015, and he absolutely would have gotten there in 2017. He only played 111 games. He had 87 RBIs. So, you know, he's still just 26 years old, and there's definitely a high floor and a high ceiling. So, could he do what he did in 2015 when he had the 42 homers sure and he batted 330 that year i think that's the thing that stands out is the volatility in the batting average i mean the last four years 330 243 319 249 i mean it really is over the all over the place and we talk about the fluctuation in average quite often i mean usually we have a pretty good baseline but harper is the epitome of how it can really swing uh, and you see it with the batting average of balls in play as well 369 264 356 289 so he's kind of been all over the place. He struck out more often last year, but he also drew a lot of walks. So he's a real interesting player. Uh, feel better about him in the second round, though, because you already get someone in the first that you hope is reliable and has that high floor. And then a couple with Harper, who could absolutely return first-round value. I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, so I feel much better about him in the second round, but definitely – would like to see him land on a team soon because we're getting so sick of this story every day as we just keep waiting. Uh, second straight year, we've seen these free agents uh, wind up late. And it's interesting, too, because players have said uh, that it can affect them. You know, Neil Walker said signing real late hurt him last year. Now, different class and tier of ball player, but I think there's a human element that we tend to forget about. It's knowing where you're going to be, finding a new place. And now all of a sudden, if you wait till early in the spring, you're just rushing everything. And it's kind of you have a lot going on in your mind trying to figure out where to go. And I think that's what people forget about athletes when they're finding a new home is there's a lot that goes into it, especially if they have a family. So something to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, this happened yesterday. And I think this is interesting because there's a lot of uncertainty in some bullpens right now and if you're drafting now you're seeing it for yourself because you're just not sure who the closer is going to be on many teams and the Diamondbacks made an interesting addition yesterday by signing Greg Holland to a one-year contract and it's about three and a half million dollars guaranteed for what's being reported so you're saying okay what's so interesting about that well there's a chance that Greg Holland could close on this Diamondback teams. Now, they non-tendered Brad Boxberger, so they do have Archie Bradley who's there, and maybe Archie Bradley could close. They've kind of been hesitant to use him in that closer role. Uh, they also like using him multiple innings. Uh, we did see him get some save opportunities last year, but it was mostly Brad Boxberger. He doesn't have the elite strikeout rate that some other closes has. He was 25% last year. He was also dealing, I think it was a, like a finger injury or something, and it affected his curveball for a portion of the year because he wasn't dominant. I had him in a league, and I expected him to be more dominant, but he gave up a lot of hard hits last year. So I think that was a factor 
uh, for Bradley as we did see the velocity slightly down and maybe it had uh, an effect on the grip. Uh, but it looks like, you know, he probably is the favorite going in, but they didn't go to him last year. So maybe they like him in that role. Uh, they got Hirano, who I last year going into the year, he was the guy that I was drafting late. I thought he would get the opportunity to close. Uh, he didn't. He had a few save opportunities, three saves last year, but doesn't give up many home runs. Not elite strikeout rate. Has that nice splitter and gets a lot of ground balls. Uh, not a hard thrower, but you know, 91, and then has the splitter around 83. So it's possible with him. But Greg Holland has closing experience. And you're probably like, what are you talking about? He sucked last year. He did. He did early. Uh, getting that contract with St. Louis, the people who took him in early drafts, uh, when they found out he was going to St. Louis and going to close, really got screwed because he was terrible. And again, just an example of how the volatility in closers can happen. But he pitched 25 innings with St. Louis, walked 22, struck out 22, and had a 7.92 ERA. But then he went to the Nationals, and he was really good. He pitched 21 and a third innings with the Nationals. He was 2-0 and with an 0.84 ERA in 24 games. So he has the history of doing it before. He was a dominant closer in Kansas City. Obviously, he had the surgery in 2015 on his elbow, which obviously has changed things. But it wouldn't be a surprise if he winds up closing in Arizona. Because, uh, again, I think last year, I don't know. There were some people, I think, that thought Boxberger could close. But I saw drafts where Boxberger was sometimes the third closer or third relief pitcher taken among Diamondbacks. And... That's what we might see here now. So we did see Holland go um, in the FSTA draft in round 19. Uh, and that was probably right when the news hit. But in those rounds, when you're looking at some of the relievers off the board, uh, and there's not many, you can, I, I would take it, I probably would want to wait a little bit more. Uh, but obviously, there is an opportunity and a certain chance that you could see him closing. So just something to keep in mind, especially if you're in those draft champions leagues right now and you're in the middle of it and you're in the 30s, late 20s, and he's on the board and you didn't really get uh, a good closer and you're kind of searching for those relievers that could work their way into their role. I think Holland certainly should be someone on the radar uh, for sure because it wouldn't be surprising. And that's the key now is... You know, I start going through all these depth charts and looking. Now, there are still a few guys that can sign, that can change things. But, you know, this is the time where if you are doing those draft champions leagues and you go through these bullpens, you take a chance on some of these arms at the back end. Because there's just a lot of teams we're just not sure is going to close now. Like for Philadelphia, who's going to close? You would think David Robertson, but you saw the way Gabe Kapler handled that bullpen last year. You could see Sir Anthony Dominguez in certain spots. Heck, maybe even Hector Neris. Remember, he was terrible last year, but he finished the season strong. You team like in Atlanta. Is it Vizcaino or Minter? We don't know at this point. Even Milwaukee. I think you would think it's Corey Knebel as he finished the season strong. But you know Josh Hader will get in the mix, and there'll be a game where maybe they let him go two innings to close out the game. For the Cardinals, is it Andrew Miller or Jordan Hicks? We're not sure right now. For the Cubs, we know Brandon Morrow is going to miss the first month of the season. And any time they say first month, you know that could be two, three months. So you look at that bullpen, you would think it's Pedro Strope. That would be the guy I go to, but we're not 100% sure there either. Uh, as I mentioned, the Diamondbacks, we're not sure. So there's a handful of teams, and then Craig Kimbrell still hasn't signed. Where is he going to go? Because that can impact someone that you're drafting right now. Uh 
you know, Tampa Bay, there's a question mark. I think most people think it's Jose Alvarado. I mean, the Red Sox, obviously, is the key one right now. Uh, people are speculating on Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, late in drafts, because we don't know if Kimbrell's going to return. Uh, you got the White Sox, Alex Colome or Kelvin Herrera. Minnesota, Blake Parker, Trevor May. Or what if they make a splash and they go outside Craig Kimbrell? So there's a lot of situations right now where we're just not sure. Even Seattle, Anthony Swarzak, Hunter Strickland, who they just added. So a lot of situations where we're just not sure who's going to close. And obviously, many of you have your drafts probably in March. We'd still have further information by then. But I know a lot of people also are doing draft champions leagues right now where you can win money. So this is you know doing the research, kind of figuring things out, and finding those values can potentially help you land some money. So uh, Ryan Matson's another name out there, and it's saying the Twins are looking to add a reliever. That's John Heyman reporting that, and Ryan Matson's in the consideration. Now, he wasn't great last year, but you know he still throws hard, and he has some experience closing. When you look at that Minnesota bullpen, maybe Matson goes there and closes, and that's why you have to pay attention when you're on the clock now with all this breaking news. It can really swing a leg. And been in those situations before where you're on the clock and other times you make a pick, the next pick is on the clock, and then the news breaks. And part of the breaks of doing slow drafts. When we return, I'll be joined by Frank Stample. We'll talk some NBA and fantasy basketball with him. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Again, you can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. We're getting you set to dominate in the fantasy baseball season. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. I take a look at players that have changed teams. What does it mean for their fantasy value? Where you should draft them? Latest look is at Whit Merrifield. He didn't change teams, but he got a contract extension in. It's going pretty early in drafts. Is it justified? Check it out. ScoutFantasySports.com. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first two months. Joining me now to talk some NBA, it is Frank Stample from FNTSY. Frank, what's up? Ronis, what's going on, buddy? How's everything? Pretty good, man. Just uh, enjoying this NBA season, man. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Been sweating games every night, playing a lot of DFS. Have you been able to play a lot of DFS lately? Yeah, I normally play every night. Nothing too crazy. You know, I'll, I'll throw in a few cash game lineups. I was playing last night. I mean, Darren Fox let me down big time. So I was watching that game down to the end. But, I mean, it was a blowout. He wasn't on the court. Let me down there. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Like, been sweating out a lot of games. Nothing crazy, though. Not playing with, like, big volume or anything. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's been fun. Did you jump on Yahoo yet, like I recommended to you last time? So... 
Since the first time I joined you when we were talking about basketball, I did play on Yahoo a little bit. I played like a $5 tournament, something, something small, like 45 50 entrance or something. I ended up winning it. I won like 50 bucks, and, and then I, I've just kind of like been messing around since then. But, yes, I actually have jumped on Yahoo and have had some success. So thank you, Ronis. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like it. I've been playing in their no-management fee tournament. Now, it kind of sells out pretty early there's actually some spots left now it's so it's today it's ten dollars five thousand dollar entry so there's no rake and you rarely see that in today's uh environment so the other night finished 11th overall man i just want to get first you know like it's 10k to first man that'd be nice what are you doing with that what are you doing with that if you win that ronis the 10k yeah you buy a lot Uh, of cake with that well (laughs) yeah you can but i well first of all you remember you got to pay tax on that that's true so, you know, it's probably about half, but I'd, I'd probably use it for my upcoming vacation. Where are you going on vacation? Uh, it's not settled yet, but it's looking like Greece. Greece? Yeah. What is Ronis going to do in Greece? What do you mean? I'm going <laughs> to have some fun, man. It was, it was coming down. It's definitely Europe. I haven't been to Europe, so it was going to be... It was looking like Greece or Italy, but just saw an interesting 10-day... Uh, trip to greece that was a pretty good price everyone who's been to greece say it's it's phenomenal yeah no i think like normal people for sure would love greece veronis but 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 just between me and you (laughs) nobody else listening um i'm not sure greece really appeals to you all that much i understand what you're saying but i'll be with someone it's art or like statues or something nah it's history man but (laughs) i'm not going there for for the cake that's that's all I needed to hear. You said you were going with somebody, so I I got it, Ronis. This isn't this isn't about you. You're trying to make a nice little romantic getaway. No, I I want to see it too. I want look. If I had the opportunity to travel every, I would. But you know how it is. Like especially when you cover three fantasy sports, like there's no downtime. Yeah. Like I'm at like when's the best time for you? Like never. Maybe January, but yeah. like there's no downtime when you do NBA late January, football and like, baseball. February, like maybe right after the Super Bowl ends, you get like that. NBA All-Star Week weekend, you know, something like that right around then. But even then, like, everyone's starting to do baseball content now. So, like, you really – you miss a week out on doing research for baseball, and you kind of, like, set yourself behind. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, man, because, you know, I try and keep up with all three sports as much as possible, too. And it's like right after football, you got to start looking into baseball or else you kind of fall behind. And then on top of that, we're here talking about basketball, too. So, yeah, you're right. It's never-ending, man. Yeah, and with DFS, like, that's taking a couple hours per day, like, if you want to play it. And I've been pretty much playing almost every night. So, again, not complaining. I love this. But the people who only do football, they don't realize how lucky they are. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, Have you ever thought about that, Aronis? Like, just kind of focusing in on one sport? No. Do Do you feel like maybe sometimes you stretch yourself too thin? No, because... I'm fortunate to do this as my full-time career. Yeah. I know there's some people that kind of do this on the side. So, no, I, I like all three, and I have success in all three, so I don't want to scale back. So, nah, I haven't thought about it. You have already? You're getting burnt out at a young age? <laughs> well, I haven't had my big break yet like you, Ronis. You know what I'm saying? They haven't realized the talent that they have in front of them. I got you. I support you, man. I'll look out for you. I'm joined by Frank Stanfield, FNTSY. We are going to talk basketball. Let's talk 
Yeah, I know you're a big Knicks fan, and it's got to be real frustrating right now. And there's a story out now about Kristaps Porzingis. He had a meeting with the team today, not really thrilled with the direction, and apparently gave the impression that he prefers to be traded during a meeting today. You know, what are your thoughts of what's going on with the Knicks right now, and especially with Porzingis? I mean, it's just, this is just more of the same, right? This, is, this has been my life. My entire life as a Knicks fan has just been uh, dysfunction pretty much outside of one season where you get a veteran-filled team with uh, Carmelo Anthony where they go to the second round. Like, out, you know, eh, look, it's just, eh, since the turn of the millennium, there hasn't been much going on with the New York Knicks. But um, I, think, I think KP's just trying to cause some drama here. I think, does he want it to be about him right now? Because if you think of, about it from a logical standpoint, I think the Knicks are doing the right thing, right? Look at teams that built through the draft, the 76ers. Yeah, it takes time. Like, you have a lot of down years, but look look what the result is. Like, look at the end goal. You end up with guys like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and, and you know, that makes that makes your team a destination, and, and it makes it possible to trade for a guy like Jimmy Butler. And then look at the teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder that, that end up, you know, you have, to, you have to hit on your draft picks, but... They built through the draft, and they had Durant, and they had Harden, and they had Westbrook. So sometimes you got to tear it down. And you know, while KP might not like what it seems like right now, the direction of the team, they're losing a lot. I mean, they're putting themselves in position to draft a really good player like a Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett or or Morant. Like those guys don't come around every day. So I kind of feel like the Knicks are for once tearing it all the way down and doing this right. And then if you have Porzingis and a guy like Zion, doesn't that make them? Uh, a worthwhile destination for a free agent like a Kevin Durant or even to a lesser extent like Kyrie Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker. I kind of feel like for once the Knicks are doing it right. I don't I don't really know what K- KP is getting at right now. Yeah, like does he want them to win games and not get a top pick? Like I, the Knicks are doing it right right now because the goal is here is to get as high a draft pick as possible. The key is will they be able to woo the, a free agent like a Durant and the names you mentioned, you know, is there a desire to come to New York right now and turn this team around? Like, who is willing to embrace that challenge? Because there's a lot of pressure with that because fans are yearning for a good team. Will Durant be able to embrace that? I think that's a great question, too, because if you look at a guy like Durant throughout his career, he's kind of been mentally fragile, you know, like the whole thing with the burner accounts, like people talk about him, he's very quick to clap back, like seems like he's sensitive, so maybe he wouldn't thrive in like the New York market, but if he was all about like legacy and, you know, trying to combat LeBron, like LeBron went to the West Coast uh, in a big media market in LA to do what he's doing, I I think it would make a lot of sense for Durant to do something like that as well, right? Come to the East Coast and be the king of New York. And, you know, they can kind of build storylines around that. Now, is he mentally strong, stable enough to pull that off? I mean, that's a different question. So, I mean, people are already talking about, like, front office executives, how they predict that Durant will want to come to New York. I don't know how true that is. This strikes me more as a offseason where... Remember the offseason when LeBron became available? Like, the Knicks missed out on everybody, and they ended up signing Amari Stoudemire. Amari was fine, but they pretty much overpaid for a max free agent. I could see something like that going down, and they end up with a guy like Kemba Walker or maybe like a Jimmy Butler or, you know, not one of these top-tier guys. Yeah, and I, I could see Kemba Walker wanting to play. He's from the He's area. From Brooklyn, he, went yeah. to Rice, he went to Rice High School. He's from the Bronx. Oh, Okay, Bronx, New York. It went, to, it went to Rice High School. He always played well at the Garden with UConn. So, yeah, I could see Kemba coming here. That's probably not enough for Knicks fans. I mean, he's good, but I think 
You want Durant, right? Uh, that's uh, definitely. Who... I mean, yeah, shoot, shoot as high as you can get for sure. But look, if you had a nucleus of Kemba, Porzingis, and whatever rookie they 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 bring in, and Kevin Knox, and all this other young talent, like that's not really a bad place to be. You know, it's better than what it's been the past couple of years. So I think Knicks fans are kind of at the point like just take whatever you can get. Of course, I think you want Durant, but. Hey, I mean, if you could settle for Kemba Walker, that's not really a bad constellation. Now, with the Knicks for DFS, like, I'm pretty much done with them. Like, I had Noah Vonley for a couple of his good games. I played the Trey Burke chalk the other night, and I had the discussion, I think, that day on air, saying, when you're playing in tournaments, you can't play the chalk in every lineup. And I did a good job of having Michael Beasley in one out of four lineups that night, but I left Burke in three out of four, and it burned me. He had a better game last night. He still sucked. I just think right now, I don't see how you can play any Knicks in DFS. The the minutes are too scattered. I mean, Hazonia played 32 minutes last night off the bench. We've seen flashes from Trier, but he played 19 minutes. Hardaway, I think, is the one guy you say, okay, his minutes are stable. He played 28. Like, right now for DFS, I don't see how you play the Knicks unless you play 150 lineups and you want to get some exposure because you know they'll be low-owned. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The only way you could do this is you're taking a shot on something for a tournament because we've seen nights where guys randomly blow up. Like, Vonley will have the random 40 to 45 fantasy point performance or randomly Alonzo Trier will go off. I mean, again, this is like if you're playing big volume and you just kind of want to differentiate yourself on a player who has upside but is very volatile, that's pretty much every player in the Knicks lineup right now. You know what's crazy to say, Ronis? I think the guy that you might be able to trust the most is Mitchell Robinson. And it's because of what he does defensively. He doesn't need a lot of minutes. If you look at his game log, the guy gets like four or five steals plus blocks per game every single night. And if you play on FanDuel, you get three fantasy points per defensive number. So even if Mitchell Robinson's only playing 15 to 20 minutes a night, if he's giving you four to five steals plus blocks, that's already, you know, you're looking at like 12, 15 points right there. And then whatever he does on top of that with points and rebounds. So... Maybe he's the guy I look at because he's normally super cheap, but again, like his minutes are not stable. He's only playing 15 to 20 minutes a night. Kevin Knox, yeah, he gets a lot of minutes. He shoots a lot, but he's kind of like the opposite of Mitchell Robinson. He does nothing defensively, so he doesn't really have that much upside in terms of DFS either. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, the issue with Robinson, I mean, I guess on FanDuel it's more feasible because you can drop your lowest score. It's yep. just that there's so many good centers on a given night. You can only use one on FanDuel. Like, I'm on Yahoo. I want to use five centers every night, and I can only use two. So, like, I'm just, you know, I'll have a, a few of them mixed in, but it's so tough because uh, there's so many good centers, it feels like, uh, on, on a slate every night. You like the big man, Ronis? That's that's your preference? No, that's big what man? you said. No, I like using centers in the utility spot. That's what no, I said. No, you said you, I want, like, five big men every night. That's what you said. You just said it, so we have that soundbite that we can go you. Talking to Frank Stample from FNTSY. Obviously, the other big story right now is Anthony Davis and the trade rumors surrounding him. And then they took him out of a video last night. He wasn't even present. There's some talk that he might not even suit up. You're an Anthony Davis owner in the league we're in together. How nervous are you right now? I'm very nervous. I'm legitimately very <laughs> nervous. One of the first things Greg asked me when I walked in today, we share the team to, uh, together. He says, uh, did Anthony Davis play his last game in a Pelicans uniform, right? Because you mentioned they took him out of the, the highlight video, the opening package for, uh, for the Pelicans. And with all this trade stuff going down with him, he's been injury prone. Like, 
the team can opt to say like, oh, you know, he's uh, oh he's hurt. We're just going to sit him out for the rest of the year. Like maybe one of these Jimmy Butler situations that we had earlier on in the season, but. I'm very nervous. I don't think he's going to be, get traded before the deadline because from the Pelicans' perspective, why would you not wait until the summer when the Celtics can get involved and then you can kind of weigh all your best offers? Now, not to say the Lakers aren't offering a good package because you know I've seen people report on Twitter already that they're offering you know Zubats, uh, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and a first-round pick altogether. I mean, that's a pretty damn good package for Anthony Davis. But if you want to get the Celtics involved, they have to wait until the summer because of the Rose rules. So uh, if, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm kind of holding out. I'm not, you know, just because your star player asked for a trade, you don't have to do it. And then, you know, if they have fallout between him and the organization, I could see a scenario where he doesn't play another game with the Pelicans this year. And, you know, <laughs> if you're listening and Jaleel Okafor is not owned in your league, make sure you go out there and pick him up. I think he's probably picked up in a lot of leagues already. But, again, while he's been great, it doesn't fill the production or the void that you lose from a guy like Anthony Davis, Ronis. Like, 28, 29 points a game, 13 rebounds, two, two blocks, two steals. I mean, if he doesn't play the rest of the year, season-long fantasy owners who own him are done. Yeah, and I do think there's a possibility he does sit too because, again, from a Pelicans perspective, he's injury-prone. Do you really want to put this guy on the court knowing he doesn't want to play for your organization? What happens if he goes out there and has an injury that sets him back here? Now you're not getting anything for him. So from their perspective, it absolutely makes sense. All right, you know what? You don't want to play first? Fine. Sit out the rest of the year. We want to make sure you don't get hurt. We'll trade you in the offseason. Yeah, and that's a great point. On top of that, if they sit him out in the second half of the season, I mean, this team isn't making the playoffs anyway. They're just going to continue to lose games, and then they end up getting a better draft pick anyway. So in both scenarios, that just end up working out for the Pelicans long-term. So, yeah, I mean, there's two extra scenarios there where it doesn't even make sense for them to play him for the rest of the season. I'm very nervous about owning him. And to be honest, there wasn't really... Like, you've heard Anthony Davis rumors over the past couple of years. You never really thought it would get to this level. I don't think that fantasy owners should have worried about him before the season. Like, in season long, you shouldn't have worried about drafting him for this reason. Like, if anything, you're just worried about him getting hurt, right? You're not worried about right. him getting traded or or. or and I didn't think they'd the be this bad either. This, is, this team should not be this bad with Randall and Drew Holiday. They shouldn't be this bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Last year, they were re- really good with uh, with Cousins. They ended up making it into the second round of the playoffs, and you kind of thought that they were trending in the right direction, but for whatever reason, maybe it's like the combination of guys that they have together. Like, maybe it just doesn't mesh correctly. Maybe it's, you know, too many guys that want to take shots. Like, Julius Randle's not really a shy player when it comes to wanting to shoot, and then Miritich is kind of also a similar guy. They're not great defensively, but they are both pretty good offensively. Maybe it's just the sum of their parts are not really uh, great for uh, for NBA purposes. Now, you mentioned Okafor, he's probably picked up in a lot of leagues, but it's kind of difficult to figure out what to do with the rest of the Pelicans right now because we don't know the status of Randall and Miritich when these guys are going to be back. Is there anyone that specifically stands out outside of Okafor that you think is a good pickup with some of these Pelicans who are getting minutes now? Well, you know, I hate to give you credit, Ronis, but you actually did pick up Darius Miller in uh, in the league that we play in together. He's actually a guy I've been riding the past couple of nights in DFS just because the minutes, right? Three out of the last four games, he's played 37-plus minutes, but he's also, you know, getting a few steals per night. He's doing a little bit of everything. He's scoring. He's making three-pointers. Uh, so I think as long as the minutes are there and all these guys are banged up, like, everyone's hurt there. Alfred Payton, Miritich, Randall's not playing. So uh, I think for the short term, I mean, 
maybe it even turns into the long term if, if Anthony Davis doesn't play. A guy like Darius Miller does have my attention. Yeah, and I'm, I, I wanted to pick up Monty Morris, who I already had, and I dropped. I mean, obviously, he depends on Jamal Murray, as long as Jamal Murray's out. Because I used Morris. When I saw Morris was starting last night, he was $10 on Yahoo, the minimum. I plugged him in, and he was great. The problem is I just, you know, once Jamal Murray returns, Morris takes a hit, as we've seen. Yep, that's absolutely right. But, you know, he's done his job coming off the bench. I, I think he's one of the more improved players this year in the NBA. Uh, maybe outside of a guy like Pascal Siakam, I think he's up there. But, uh, yeah, he's done a great job. Well, let's see if he can continue to build off that even when Jamal Murray's back. All right, that is Frank Stample, FNTSY. Frank, thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right, when we return, we'll wrap it up. I'll take a look at the night in NBA DFS here on Scout Fantasy Sports. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. If you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY to get your 100% bonus deposit match. And if you need some help trying to figure out what to Put your money on, you can go to VegasWhispers.com. They'll have you covered to give out a couple picks the last couple days for college basketball that won. So head on over there to help out. Got some breaking news. I mean, this is crazy. We were just talking about Chris Porzingis with Frank Stanfield, and apparently it's being reported by a few people, including Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, who's always reliable, that... The Knicks are set to trade Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. And I did see one report that it could be Dennis Smith uh, going in the trade. But wow, this is uh, crazy. And uh, that goes to show you the Knicks are going all in in free agency. So Luka Doncic and Chris Stapps Porzingis, what a combination that would be. Obviously, we don't know if Porzingis is going to return this year, but... Um, Apparently, another thing, another report I'm seeing from Mark Stein uh, is apparently the Knicks would receive Dennis Smith Jr. and the expiring contracts of DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews. So clearly, that would open it up. And it's funny because we just talked about how the Knicks passed on Dennis Smith in the draft. Uh, and Dallas clearly was a team that was looking to trade Dennis Smith. Remember, he sat for a little bit. He's come back. He had a big game against the Knicks last night uh, with a triple-double. 
Uh, so this uh, obviously could have a impact on the slate tonight, too, because Dallas is in action. So, again, it's not official yet, but according to several reports, it looks like the Dallas Mavericks are on the verge of acquiring Chris Stapp's Porzingis, uh, and that would pair him with Luka Doncic. What a combination that would be. So uh, we'll wait and see if that is confirmed, but stunning that uh, they are going to trade Chris Stapp's Porzingis. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the season, but uh, Knicks really are going to be banking on luring free agents here. So uh, big news there. But uh, let's take a look at the slate tonight. Six-game slate. Kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern, we got the Pacers in Orlando to take on the Magic. Pacers coming off a game yesterday where they got trounced by the Wizards. And the Magic are favored by three. The Vegas totals 209.5. Tyreek Evans will be out once again. You know, Darren Collison's been better without Tyreek Evans. He didn't have a good game yesterday, though. He disappointed. Uh, a lot of the Pacers were down last night. That uh, A-Song was okay. I did use Miles Tournament in one tournament. So, really don't love anyone in this game tonight. If I had to go with anyone, it would be uh, Darren Collison and Thaddeus Young. Uh, Collison, as I mentioned, has seen a boost, and people might go away from him tonight because he's coming off the down game, but he's still pretty affordable. Uh, Same thing with uh, Thaddeus Young, who is 5,400 on DK. But again, I I don't think I'm going to have much exposure to this game. Plus, it's an early game, and I typically play on the late swap game. So I might leave some things open, especially if we're waiting on some uh, decisions. And uh, we've already gotten some news today, um, not a ton. um, But we do know that uh, LeBron James is doubtful for tonight. Uh, We know that uh, Alan Crabb and Jared Dudley are, are still out. DeAndre Jordan is questionable to play with an illness, but now with this rumored trade, that could open things up. Luka Doncic, he's dealing with a left ankle soreness, so he is doubtful to play. Uh, and I was looking for Dennis Smith Jr. tonight, but again, uh, if this trade happens and it becomes official, then you know you might be looking at a really shorthanded Dallas team tonight. Um, also, uh, for tonight, uh, the that's pretty much it for right now for the stars. But, you know, there could be more news coming on down the road. As far as the Magic are concerned, uh, again, not really loving anyone here. I might be using Jonathan Isaac on Yahoo. I think he's 17, so I'm considering him maybe one of my lineups. He's 4,400 on DraftKings. So if you have some leftover salary for your last spot, and that happens to some people, I will get those questions in the Slack chat like, yeah, all I have is this amount left. Who do you like in that range? I consider Isaac uh, on the DK price at 4400 Aaron Gordon is usually someone that I'll consider in tournaments. I think he's difficult to trust in cash. He has been pretty good lately. He's 6800 on DK, 7200 on FanDuel. And Vucevic's always in play. Uh, his salary has risen 10 2 on FanDuel, 9500 on DraftKings. Um, so... He tends to go low on, then he puts up big numbers. So I think you could take a look at him. Dallas is at Detroit, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and now we have to wait and see what happens with this news with Porzingis and who is going to the Knicks in this deal. Uh, again, nothing is official yet. So uh, we're just going to have to kind of wait on this to decide what to do. Um, so it uh, would be really interesting to see uh, what the final... Um, deal is uh for tonight so again you're just gonna have to wait around and see what dallas has on the court tonight right now the vegas totals 206 and a half detroit is favored by two and a half and again Doncic is doubtful uh nowitzki is doubtful 
Uh, DeAndre Jordan is questionable with an illness, but he could be dealt. Dennis Smith could be dealt. And I was, I like Dennis Smith tonight. I used him yesterday, uh, especially on Yahoo. 14 bucks. Uh, he took a ton of shots. Uh, he's been really good since he's returning. And the Pistons have not been great against point guards. So I was looking at uh, Dennis Smith tonight. Uh, now, who knows? Wesley Matthews could be setting this deal. So uh, could be looking at, like, Maxi Kleber tonight, uh, Dwight Powell. I mean, tough matchups here. I guess Harrison Barnes could take a ton of shots tonight. Uh, he's 5,000 on DK, 5,400 on Fandle. Not someone I like to use, but he might be forced to play quite a bit tonight. So kind of on hold here with the uh, Dallas Mavericks, which is uh, going to shape the slate tonight. For Detroit, you know, I mentioned yesterday with Doc, I really only use Drummond and Blake Griffin. I like Drummond tonight. Uh, he's 8,100 on DK, 9,200 on Fandle, especially if DeAndre Jordan's out, even if he plays, but especially if Jordan's out. I think on Yahoo, he's like 32 bucks. So I will have some exposure to Drummond tonight. Uh, Blake Griffin, prices come down after, you know, he had the hike with no Drummond, 9,300 on both sides. He's in consideration and... I might consider Reggie Jackson tonight. I hate doing it. He's been pretty good lately. Um, and he is very volatile. Whenever we think, okay, he's in a good spot, he can get it done. He disappoints us. So very risky in cash. But in tournaments, 4,700 on DK, 5,400 on Fandle. Uh, might be considering him tonight. Uh, I think by the time I have my lineups done, he probably won't be in there. But right now, I am considering uh, Milwaukee at Toronto. Hopefully this is a good game tonight. It's close spread. Toronto favored by three. Vegas total, 231 and a half. And we're always worried about games staying close with Milwaukee and trying to figure out how to use Giannis. Uh, this game should be close tonight. So Giannis is definitely in play. 11-5 on Fandle, 10,600 on DK. Um, and uh, maybe he plays some more minutes than we are used to seeing. So Definitely like Giannis tonight. I will look to have some exposure to him. As far as the rest of Milwaukee, uh, I think you can consider Chris Middleton. He hasn't been great this year. He's 6,200 on DK, 6,600 on Fandle. I haven't played him much. I usually only play him when one of the starters is out. So don't think I'm going to look to him tonight. Uh, Bledsoe, I haven't been playing much either. Usually when someone's out from Milwaukee, when Giannis was out. So, really, Giannis is the only really guy that I like here on Milwaukee tonight. Uh, for Toronto, I definitely like Kawhi Leonard. You know, he is going to play. Well, we think he is. Uh, it's a big game for them at home, so I think he plays against one of the top teams in the East. He's 9,400 on DK, 10-1 on Fanduel. He's been putting up some big numbers lately, so definitely think he is one of the top plays here on the slate, and good chance he plays, you know, over 36 minutes tonight, so... Uh, if you can find a way to get Leonard and Giannis in the same lineup, definitely for that. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I haven't been playing much. You know, he just hasn't put up big numbers. He's 7,100 on DK, 8,000 on FanDuel. Uh, even when Kawhi was out, he was not putting up big numbers. So not someone that I'm looking at. Uh, maybe Serge Ibaka on DK at 6,100. He's 7,000 on FanDuel. But again, I do think there'll be production in this game. But really, the only two guys that I've come... In my preliminary lineups are Kawhi and Giannis at this point. Brooklyn is at San Antonio, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Spurs favored by 7.5. Vegas total is 2.25. Nets have been playing very well. Uh, been Played D'Angelo Russell the other night. He was low-owned and he had a big game. Very volatile. Uh, pretty good matchup here. Um, 
I might have a lineup or two with D'Angelo Russell. I don't think he's someone that you have to jam in tonight. He's 8,400 on DK, 8,800 on FanDuel, but he'll probably be lower owned. Uh, Shabazz Napier, definitely in play, too. We have seen the salary go up, 5,300 on DK, 5,700 on FanDuel. And Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is 11 bucks on Yahoo. So in that forward spot, to get someone that cheap, you know, that's the problem with the Nets is, you know, to me, Russell and Napier I use quite a bit. After that, it's just the minutes are uh, kind of spread out. We had a run where Karooks was playing very well. He's been struggling. Damari Carroll I used for a stretch, but he hasn't been great lately. So I uh, think Ronda Hollis-Jefferson on the other sites, he's pretty cheap too. Uh, he is coming off the bench, but it's not a back-to-back this time. The last game, it was back-to-back, so I didn't feel as good about using him. DeMar DeRozan is probable. So he should come back after missing three games in a row. So that's going to hurt some of the other pieces of this lineup. I think LaMarcus Aldridge is in play. It does hurt him a little bit with DeRozan back, but the Nets really struggle against bigs. He's 8,300 on DK, 9,600 on Aldridge. Rudy Gay is cheap enough, especially at a tough small forward spot, that he's worth a look. 5,900 on DK, 6,300 on FanDuel. And... Uh, I want to see if Davis Berton starts. I, uh, I wanted to use him the other night, and I had him in, and then I made a last-minute change that I didn't have him in. He had a really good game. Even if he comes off the bench, he could get 25 to 28 minutes in this one. So uh, I would consider him as well. 4,300 on DK, 4,600 on FanDuel. Uh, we have the Lakers at the Clippers, both in the same building. It's a home game for the Clippers. This is a 10.30 p.m. Eastern start. Clippers favored by 5.5. Vegas total is 2.28. LeBron James is doubtful. Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma are questionable. So um, if you have a late swap, that's something you want to pay attention to here uh, because this is a really good game to target. And uh, whether Kuzma and Hart play is big because, you know, that could be a boost for a guy like Contavious Caldwell-Pope. If if Kuzma is out, you know, you like Brandon Ingram better. So um, this is definitely a good matchup here, especially for the centers. But, you know, Zubak... Didn't do much last time out. It was against Philly and Embiid, but McGee came in and was well. So it's like, okay, which one do you start? So in tournaments, you know, you can maybe take a shot with Zubak here because it is a much more favorable matchup than it was against Embiid. I used Rondo the other night. He disappointed. Don't think I'm going to him tonight. Uh, Ingram, I'm looking at on Yahoo if Kuzma's out. Uh, Shooting guard. Uh, I think the most expensive player tonight is Lou Williams at 27. I think Ingram's 26-27. So those are, are the top shooting guards there on Yahoo tonight. So, again, this is a game where you want some exposure to it. Uh, I, I think Rondo could be lower on coming off a disappointing game. That's if Kuzma's out. So Kuzma would probably be a little bit risky play, but you can use him in a tournament. He's 6,900 on DK, 6,200 on Vidal, if we know that there's no minutes restrictions. But if you have an early lineup block and you don't have further news, kind of tough to take a risk, especially if you're not putting in a ton of lineups. Lots to like here on the Clippers side for sure. Uh, Lou Williams, you know, he has so much upside when you're looking at a tournament, even though he comes off the bench without Danilo Gallinari in there. He's been taking some more shots, so... Even in 30 minutes uh, in a high-paced game against the Lakers, you got to like him. He's 7,200 on DK, 7,300 on FanDuel. If uh, Bradley is out, Avery Bradley, uh, right now he is listed as questionable. Uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, I've been using Beverly lately. He's 5,300 on DK, 6,000 on FanDuel. He doesn't score a lot, but he's been getting the rebounds, the assists, uh, and Daniel Gallinari's out once again. Uh, Tobias Harris is in play. 
uh, he's expensive, but uh, eighty one hundred on Fanduel, eighty five hundred on DraftKings, and uh, I always consider Harrell in GPPs, even though his salary has risen a little bit. Uh, sixty eight hundred on Dickey, seventy two hundred on Fanduel. Don't love him in cash. He to me is someone you look at in tournaments uh, in a pretty good matchup here. And the final game of the night: Sixers at Golden State. Warriors favored by nine and a half. Vegas total is two forty. So the key is, can this game stay close? It should be a very high paced game. I like Jimmy Butler in this game. He had a good game the other day. Seventy four hundred on DK, eighty uh, six hundred on Fanduel. I think on Yahoo, he's like 36, 37. So I'm looking at him. Joel Embiid certainly is always in play. Uh, he's 10-1 on DK, 11-6 on Fandle. He did hurt his back late in the game the other night. He looked to be in a little bit of discomfort. They had the game in hand, of course. You know, you're always worried about him. But, uh, you know, he's uh, going to have a, a fun matchup tonight against DeMarcus Cousins and always has a high floor. Ben Simmons, more of a tournament play for me when all these guys are healthy. And Wilson Chandler, more of a tournament play at only 4,000 in a high-paced game. For Golden State, Draymond Green will be back after resting. I mean, they're always in play. It's just trying to kind of figure out, okay, who's the guy that's going to go off tonight? Because uh, we have seen the production down a little bit since DeMarcus Cousins has returned. I do like Cousins tonight. He's 67 on DK, 7,500 on FanDuel. Um, in even if he only gets 26, 27 minutes, he can definitely produce. Clay Thompson's in play, especially on DK. We get the three-point bonus, and the salary's down to 5,800. So, yeah, the floor could be low, but if he ever gets into that shooting groove where we've seen it this year, he can just go off. We saw the game recently where I think it was like 10 for 10 to start the game. Uh, so Durant's down to 9,100, 9,400. Curry, we've seen him take a little bit of a hit. The salary's down 8900 on DK, 9200 on Fandle. So they're kind of all in play. It's just trying to figure out, based on your roster construction, who you like. you got to think that the game should stay relatively close. Spread of 9.5 is not that bad, but that's the key. But should be a lot of points in this game tonight. So it should be a fun slate once again. And again, you have to pay attention to that last-minute news, at least with Dallas. The game is at 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, for those that play on a slate where it locks at the lineup lock, uh, you will be having it in. And apparently, the rumor deal looks like the Mavs are getting Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Court Ely, and Trey Burke. And the Knicks are getting Dennis Smith, DeAndre Jordan, and Wesley Matthews. So this is nuts. So Porzingis goes in there and rants to the Knicks, and then they trade him. So Knicks are probably looking to get a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving, the way this is shaping up. So uh, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but this is insane. So it looks like the Knicks are going to move Porzingis, and uh, the Knicks will be going heavy in free agency and looking for that early pick. So this is crazy uh, for sure, and certainly uh, going to be fun for the Mavericks, who now have Luka Doncic and Chris Stapps Porzingis. What a combination that is going to be. You can check me out, ScoutFantasySports.com. Use the promo code BATS50 to get 50% off your first two months. I'll be back Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.